Welcome to the Talking About Life podcast. I am your host, Ian Lepkowski. Kowski on Twitter, Wurkowski.eth. Welcome to the show. We have another guest today here on the Talking About Life podcast. As always, we start by being grateful and expressing gratitude for having a guest. We express gratitude to the universe, uh, to God, to source, to energy for bringing these guests to us and allowing the energy in the universe to flow in this way that keeps this show running and keeps bringing value to the listeners. Today, our honored guest is Thomas Mortash. We're at Mortash Thomas on Twitter. That's at M-O-R-T-A-C-H-T-H-O-M-A-S. His Twitter bio reads, father of two girls, loving husband, Nebby to Web3 NFTs, or sorry, newbie, I think, to Web3 NFTs. If you like any kind of music slash make music, we are friends already. Travel is key. Get out and explore. Love the bio. Thomas, how are you doing today and how are you doing in general? I'm doing awesome. Uh, thank you very much for holding this space and letting me come up here and uh, talk about life. Um, just appreciate the space. Um, yeah, right now, uh, just uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, a little nervous, kind of a new thing to me. So just um, kind of here to just vibe out. Awesome. Well, if it helps clear your nerves, there's no rules. Nobody gives a fuck. We could do whatever we want. It's all vibes and it's all passion. So feel free to just let it flow. There's no judgment and uh, it's all love. So the focus of the show, uh, it's kind of broad, but it's talking about guest passions. So we like to explore that from many different angles. It's it's really whatever, you know, you're personally passionate uh, about. You have listed family as a passion. That's a big one for a lot of people. Another one you have is music uh, and travel. If you don't mind, music is kind of the one that's catching my interest first here. If you like any kind of music slash make music, we are friends already. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that first? And then, you know, we can kind of go on to whatever else you want to talk about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, Um Music to me, man, it's just it it hits me different. Uh, I don't know if you get that that um, euphoria or excitement of just when you hear a song, it just hits your soul a certain way that you're just like it gets you pumped or it makes you sad or it makes you remember about a, a time with friends or family or or anything like that. There's something always there to remember that time you had with somebody or family or or group of people. So music brings a broad of people to together as one for, I mean, Coachella, for instance, and, and um, Tomorrowland from all the way across the pond. I mean, it's just, we all gather together for the same thing and to bond with music, to vibe and to love and just enjoy being around everybody that likes to be in the same place. I agree. That's beautiful. I personally, uh, yes, I vibe with you. I'm someone who's gone to many concerts, many shows, will continue to go to concerts and shows for the rest of my foreseeable life because I see myself always loving it, always wanting to be you know, around the crowds, around the positivity, around the music, around the emotions, like you said, the memories, the nostalgia, whatever it brings up in you, what it brings up in other people and how it helps you connect and talk about the music. So I agree and I absolutely love that. Now, you said if you're making music, we're friends are you making music or you're just generally putting it out there? I love everyone who's into music. Um, I necessarily don't make music. Um, kind of backtrack here to a little info about myself. Uh, I'm just a, just a regular old nine to five guy, dude. I go to work every single day, you know, kind of just, I'm here family first as always, but um, kind of my, my hobbies and stuff were, were music. And I got into it with uh, my brother, a long, long time ago, we booked some studio time. We were writing songs. And, you know, I got a little DJ mixer from, like, Best Buy and, and had my little computer at the time. And we were just kind of making beats. And we would go to the studio and just go in there and record just all kinds of stuff. And it was just our getaway of, you know, I don't want to say being kids, but, like, it was our passion to, like, try to, to make something that we thought was really cool. So, like, it brought me and my brother closer together. So, like, I took that passion and kind of went later on and down in life and, and took into consideration of, like, buying better equipment and stuff. And I've done a couple family weddings, 
I've done a couple bars. Uh, I've done some open mics for um, local artists around my area. Uh, so, I mean, it was just kind of a, a, a thing that I like to do that I think that if I make something that that person might vibe to and be like, you know what? I really like this guy, but I like what he's saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I, I think that's totally awesome. And, you know, you're saying it's kind of like a hobby, but then on the same vein, you're talking about how it turned into something where you're making money, you're monetizing it, you're successful. So I would say, you know, I, maybe in your head you feel like, oh, I'm kind of just getting started. To me, I, I think that's impressive. I think it kind of sounds a little bit maybe like you're underselling yourself because uh, to me, that's impressive. Let me ask you this. You're doing uh, shows and events. You got started with your brother. What What is the dynamic that you had between you and your brother? And then what is the dynamic you have now where you kind of went on solo? Um, and by that, I guess I mean, like, you know, who was the singer, guitar player, what instruments you were playing, that kind of thing? Uh, well, so um, me and my brother, we, we worked together at our uh, family bowling alley. Um, so we just kind of just was together all the time, just helping out and eventually, you know, working and getting paid and stuff, which is you know, cool. But um, when we were just hanging out in, in the back of the bowling alley, just like, what can we write? And he just had a, a niche for, for rhyming. And I had a niche for instrumentals. Just it didn't even need to have words. I just vibed out to the beat. And we just kind of just collabed together. And that was our thing. So it's just, you know, I was the DJ. He was the rapper or singer or whatever it was. And we kind of took it a little bit. We did a show for him. And then we kind of separated ways and he went his way and I went my way. And I just kind of took it to a solo um, kind of thing, just as a hobby, you know, nothing as like a super business, you know, I thought it was going to be at one point, but I just, you know, as a family man, I just don't have the time and energy to, you know, give up my nine to five and then put all of this into, you know, weddings and stuff. So is it something you could run as like a part-time gig or that you are now where you're going to kind of move away from it or what's your thought? Uh, I mean, it's, if I have time, I try to make it. I mean, friends still hit me up, you know, say, Hey, are you still into it? And you know, I, I am from time to time, you know, I have my equipment and, and stuff, but, uh, you know, with this uh, NFTs and, and stuff and technology is uh, I kind of lost focus on on that. And I just a little behind on the technology side, even on the DJ stuff and, and music side, it's just so overwhelming. But it, it, I kind of go back to the family thing. It's just that comes first and everything else is just kind of my niche, you know. No, I totally understand. Let me ask you this, just so I could paint the picture for myself. The DJ work that you're doing, um, are you like creating your own songs kind of thing as a DJ or you're more curating? Um, I, I try to create, um, but I, I'm very uh, judgmental on myself, which I'm working on. What do you what do you create like? Do you do like techno? Uh, anything, or... just techno. I try to blend like rap music with techno or, you know, techno with dubstep or, I mean, country with rap music. I, I, I like to try to, to, to mix it all. Or, or what I like to do is I like to find um, other artists that have, you know, different versions of songs and stuff and, and take those and, and throw them into a mix that, you know, of regular hip songs. And then when someone goes, oh, man, that's a, that fit in there really well. Who was that guy? And it makes them go and, and search, you know, that lyric or or that artist and that person gets another follow without even knowing because you're just vibing out to the music. You know what I mean? Have you ever heard of uh, a group called Legion of Doom? No, I have not. So I think it's like partially on some level part of what they were doing is what you did. But I really love that group because they would do the same thing you're talking about. They would find two songs that either seemingly didn't go together or, you know, maybe they did or, you know, whatever. They would they would find these songs that no one had thought of this idea before clearly because they're the first one to do it. My favorite one uh, that I heard from them, it was, they called it The Quiet Screaming. And it's a combination between um, The Quiet Things That No One Ever Knows by the band Brand New and Screaming Infidelities by Dashboard Confessional. And those are both kind of like punk pop bands. So it's not like crazy to see them together, but, you know, they never did a, song together in real life and when you hear the way they loop it together it's like this song was always meant to be that way and it's funny i now like prefer that as uh my favorite version of the song is the mashup not either solo version so yes i, know right. what I mean that's what you're yeah, talking exactly about. that's exactly what i'm talking about you know it's just it's just how 
two things that shouldn't go together blend together and it just sounds amazing in, in, in my in my opinion yeah i think it's cool that um you have a talent for that like i heard that and i like thought oh like what other two songs would go together could i do this i came up with that <laughs> so the fact that you're the person that could follow through on that and you kind of have that musical mind and you know, some part of you, like whether it's conscious or subconscious or intuitive, you just find that pattern or the places where two seemingly different things can connect. And, you know, I think that's cool. I think that's a valuable skill. Oh, um, go oh ahead. no, sorry. Go ahead. I'm just a little cough there. Oh, no worries. Uh, I was going to ask you, um, do you also play any instruments? Like, did you ever learn instruments at any point or it's full on? DJ? Uh, it's full on DJ. I mean, I had my uncle had a drum set back in the day. I would just kind of, you know, drum around on in the basement in my grandma's house, but nothing like serious. I've always wanted to learn, but I kind of gravitated more towards the DJ because of the technical and the, the scratching. I love scratching. So like, that's the thing that I've always tried to work on. So scratching like actually like you're working with actual records or you do that um digitally? both both I, I i love the vinyl i it's just so expensive but at the same time taking it old school. i, I, like I it. love it my my wife's got a collection of, of 45s from her dad that we have just hanging upstairs in the box that i've been meaning to go through just to like listen or look through so yeah that's pretty cool let me ask you this if if people are getting interested right we've got a few listeners here some people, I mean myself for sure, and I'm imagining others, they may want to check you out. They may want to hear some of these groovy, funky, you know, vibe and beats that you're making. However, I don't see like, um, you know, like a link tree or anything like that on your bio. How do we find uh, like? I'm well, fine. the the thing is, is with that, um, kind of going back to a little bit more about me and the, and everything. Uh, I was never really a um, social media guy. I have it. I post things, you know, with friends and stuff, but I kind of faded away because it was, you know, fogging up a lot of stuff. And I just kind of backed away for a little bit and it opened up my eyes. And then I just kind of went back and just, you know, cleared everything out. But like I'm working on getting, you know, the bio and stuff and, and Linktree together. And it's, it's something that I've never had before. So I want to do it the right way so people can be, you know, directed where they need to go uh properly but uh, i do have a soundcloud uh, i can't remember it's been a while since i actually uh um logged into that actually yeah i mean if you find it later and you want to um you know post it on the link to the space that's fine oh, yeah. you know i like to provide value you know i know you said you only do this part-time but hey who knows someone could listen to this they could get intrigued they could want to book you could be a little extra money for your number one passion, which is the family, you know, you could take them out, something like that. So, you know, when you find the link, I would say go ahead and post it. And then in regards to um, the whole link tree thing, again, I love to provide value to people. Um, I, I could help you with the link tree. So after we get off the call, if you have any questions and you need help setting it up, we could either do, you know, like a phone call or something, or we could text back and forth or DM, whatever's you know, appropriate or easiest. Um, but I'd love to help you set up that link tree just so even if you're not, you know, booking every weekend or whatever, maybe a song that you make a uh, mashup goes viral. Maybe you start making money on YouTube passively just from uh, the attention it gets. You know, I always like to put out the possibility, open these lanes of possible revenue, even if they never hit, at least they're there. And, you know, you tried and you put it out into the universe. Now, music, I, I can tell you love it. Um, you know, it's one of your biggest passions. You have it in your bio. But as you've said multiple times, really above that, the number one and above that in your bio is family. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about, I guess, whatever you want to say about your family, you don't have to talk about like, you know, them as individuals specifically too much. But when did the value of family become so important to you? When you say family is important to you, what does that mean? Like, you go like on a lot of trips. You also mentioned travel. Is that with your family? You know, what what is family? To so. Family to me is the, what really opened up my eyes is I had a bad day at work and I left there after 12 hour shift and I was riding my cross rocket on the way home, frustrated and mad. And I looked down at my speedometer and I was doing 156 miles an hour and I slowed down and got off the exit. And I said to myself, I'm going to die on this thing if I don't get rid of it. And I have two girls that I have to take care of. And I couldn't imagine the world that they would be in without me here. So at that point in time, that's when it really kicked in for me. And I ended up selling it 
couple months later and I ended up buying a Jeep for the family. So, I mean, it's just, that really opened up my eyes to making family number one. Um, if it's something you can't talk about, fine, but can you talk about like more about whatever that event was or what set you off into that or like how you got into that, you know, mindset? Uh, well, I kind of had a fucked up childhood, uh, as probably a lot of us have, but, um, basically, you know, my, my, my parents and stuff and everything kind of leading up to everything, uh, they weren't really, they weren't really there. Um, so I kind of just fended for myself, grew up with my grandma and the bowling alley and working and stuff. And then that kind of made me start to think about family and then, you know, young and dumb, bunch of money, working two jobs, you know, stuff like that on my own. And I totally lost track where I was going. <laughs> Sorry. Um, That's okay. But it's, uh, it, I, I realized that after my mom and dad had split, I, I told myself wherever I am, whoever I'm with or whatever I'm doing, that I will never, ever, ever turn out like my mother and father. Like it is, I, I mean, if it happens, it happens. But I mean, at this point, I'm going to try my, my damnest and hardest to, to not make that happen. And basically opening it up and realizing, of you know, what I have around me and feeding off of them and re them realizing how happy I am to have them here is basically what drives me to to work harder to go on trips with my family. Like we go all the time, two, three, four times a year if we can. Uh, we love to go to Disney. Um, my daughters love Disney. My wife loves Disney. So we're frequent uh frequent flyers to florida a lot so we, we love it down there but um i mean we just took a family trip uh to to vegas with my five-year-old took her there to to see the sights and just eat amazing food and just kind of have a good time to get her to see that there's other things out there than just you know, what we have here at home that there's so much more to explore that you don't have to settle that you can do whatever the fuck you want to do if you put your mind to it. I love it. Get them, uh, get them started early with that kind of positive, passionate, entrepreneurial spirit. I, uh, I personally, I'm a new father. I have a baby that is about one month old. I'm incredibly happy. Um, and part of what I'm doing on the podcast is also learning about things for myself. So, how old? How old did you say? Or how old are you? Uh, five and ten. Yeah, so you've been in the game for uh, for a minute. Uh, I'm a new father. Do you do you have any advice or you know like any anything you know you would tell somebody who's in my position who's just coming into this you know after you've been in it ten years the kind of thing? Oh, I wish I knew this ten years. Ago. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of a lot of the things that kind of everyone kind of says. It's based on 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 how you um, have everything at home. Uh, I guess uh, how we did it was is uh, I was fortunate enough to be uh, a stay-at-home dad for a while, but uh, I, I would, uh, if I were you, I would definitely get a diaper genie in lots of bags, uh, throw them all in there. <laughs> uh, the stinkiness is definitely uh, upon you for a while. Yeah, that's one of the first things we got, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, the, the sleepless nights, I, I know it's rough, man, but I'm telling you, in, in the end, when you know, you, you wake up in the morning and you sit there and you see your daughter and she's peacefully sleeping after you took care of her all night after being sick or just, you know, pains of teething or growing pains. It, it, you know, they they don't know yet, but when you see that little smirk or that glimmer in your eye, you're just like, man, that really paid off. So that's one of the real good positives. But one of the sleepless nights that you'll have is just, you know, the reward at the end is is amazing. Yeah, I and I'm learning that too. I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of settling in, getting used to the lack of sleep, getting used to the crying, you know, the waking up, the feet, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, that that'll that'll come with time. Um, what about like imparting values? Like, what about like further down the road? You know, like along the journey. Um, you know, do do you have values that you impart, or you know, ways or methods or you know, do you use V friends at all? I know you're a V friend. Like, you know, what, how, how do you teach the right lessons and what are those lessons for you? Um, so I, I kind of teach the lessons to, to my daughter as how I would go about them or if I experienced the same thing that she's going through, but I tried to let her decide on what she wants to do. 
Um, I mean, obviously for the, you know, like a two year old, it's, you know, a bit different, but like the terrible twos is, you know, with that, it was very rough, but patience is, is definitely key. And, and I would suggest to, to let them, you know, kind of throw that little tantrum tantrum a little bit and not necessarily correct them in a, in a, you know, obscene matter or anything like that. But like, just, I've noticed that if you raise your voice, you know, a sound of a dad's voice of, Hey, you know, it kind of gets the attention uh, of them to, okay, all right. You know, we have to start paying attention. That's kind of how I teach my daughter. And she knows, she knows that when I give her a little look or my voice goes a little bit higher, she kind of knows that, all right, I, I know I've acted up a little bit and I have to settle down before I get put in timeout. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that. I, I like what you said. What stuck out to me is what you said about kind of like pulling back a little bit, um, you know, letting them cry it out or letting them try to figure it out a little. The best example I could provide for that, I saw um, like a reel recently where this guy was talking about how his kid came to him and a wheel fell off his toy car and he said, Dad, it's broken. And he said, "Uh oh, I guess we got to throw it out. So he just throws it out. Then the kid starts wildly crying and he's like, what's wrong? And he's like, I, I missed my car. He, and he's like, well, you told me it was broken. So I threw it out. He's like, the kid goes, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I maybe I could try to fix it. Give it back to me. Gives the kid back to the car, you know, gets it out of the garbage, whatever. And the wheel. And within five minutes, the kid figures out how to pop the wheel back onto the axle. It wasn't broken. It just fell off. It was like a click in thing. He clicked it in himself and then he learned. Whereas if the dad had just clicked in the wheel, that moment never would have happened. He he would have never figured it out for himself. So I agree with you. It's important to uh, give your kids the space to figure things out for themselves and not just do everything for them, even though as a parent, you want to do everything for them because you love them it, so much. Yeah, right? absolutely. And that even goes for like the schoolwork with my daughter, with, you know, with her ABCs and writing and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I want to write the letters for her, but I can't. <laughs> And uh, one thing I, I would suggest, too, is once you get later on down the road with your daughter, um, my daughter was scared of computer class, but she loves her iPad. She loves playing on the computer, but she's not familiar with the keys. So she gets confused from the uppercase letters and the lowercase letters. So recently what we've been doing is, is I've been teaching her how to recognize the lowercase and uppercase letters while typing on the computer with her typing uh, material that she has. And she's more comfortable with going to computer class because she never used to tell me that she would go and she would have fun. But now when I pick her up on Thursdays, she tells me, oh, I had so much fun in computer class. I learned this. And, and you know, that's that's a good another good feeling that, you know, taking the time to to teach them the right way, but also not giving them the answers is, is a, a, a payoff in, in my book. Right. You could, you could show them the path, right? But you can't walk it. Exactly. Forward. Exactly. Now, um, this could be touchy for people. So if it's that, then tell me, but are you raising your family with any type of religion? And if so, what and why? And, you know, thoughts on that? Um, No, no religion. Uh, really, we don't really practice or anything i mean we we go to church from time to time when we can with you know family members that do go to church um but uh nothing you know anything like that just kind of we believe in like manifesting and you know if you talk about it enough and be about it enough that it will manifest itself and and show it in its own way at, at its own time and, and that's a proven fact i'm a, I'm a very firm believer of that so um, astrology, uh, I'm, I'm big on astrology. Uh, well, my wife is, and she kind of got me back into it. So just learning that all over again is, is uh, very interesting. Let me ask you this. Um, you say manifesting. What it, what, and you say it's a proven fact. A lot of people you know, think manifesting is some woo-woo stuff. I'm not one of those people. I am a willful wizard. I am a manifester. Um, but... You know, how did you get to that place where you overcame, you know, maybe some sort of doubt or how did you get to this conviction about, you know, you attract the energy you put out type of concept? So I, I will give you the I'll give you two stories, if you don't mind. Uh, one is containing this PFP that I have. And the other one is the real reason why 
I believe that manifesting is something that is very achievable and believable. Uh, uh, I mind a little bit. You can only pick. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> with you. No, I don't. Oh, do two, do three, do whatever. The All right. Uh, uh, so uh, I'm basically uh, this. Uh, like I said before, I'm I'm a nine to five guy, kind of like a paycheck to paycheck. We save when we save when we can. But um, this PFP that I have, uh, I joined Twitter. Fuck, I don't know, maybe eight or nine months ago or something like that. And I found Jeremy Knows, I found uh, Victor Bob Tim uh, on Instagram, and kind of just it attracted me somehow, some way to, to V friends. But then, uh, well, a little bit before that, I found Gary, basically, and his motivational shit helped me through some tough times. But uh, back to the, the manifesting thing is that um, my wife uh, had uh, weight loss surgery, and we both worked really fucking hard with me working overtime and finding the, you know, the right job and provided the right insurance. And she did an amazing fucking job of going through, you know, the dietitian and seeing the doctors and the sleep apnea, you know, uh, stuff and, and going through, it was a very, it was a year long process and she stuck it out and she eventually got the date for her surgery. And ever since then, it's been five years now. Uh, we've been trying to get her uh, other surgery done for her tummy tuck, for her loose skin. And we've been working hard and saving hard, and we kept getting denied, kept getting denied, and we just kept on trying and kept on saving. And she had put in a uh, thing for the hospitals that we have here, and we got a letter back the other day saying that uh, the insurance was going to cover um, – 95% of the surgery and we're only going to have to come out of pocket like a thousand bucks and her hard work, her dedication of eating right and switching her lifestyle and just her journey, seeing it firsthand and being a better person and doing this because of our daughter too, you know, health reasons is, you know, to see her grow and, I, we just talked about it and we practiced a lot of the stuff and we never gave up. And long behold, dude, we could fucking, you know, we're going to be scheduling her thing. It's going to send her journey even further than what she already is. So that's, that's the main reason I believe manifesting and, and being about it and thinking positive about things. It'll eventually show up. I think that's a beautiful story. Um, and I think it's, yeah, I think it's a great example of how, if you stay positive and you hold it out, um, things can work out and you can attract that to you. Now that's, that's a beautiful example. That's definitely like part of what I was looking for, but I think you said you had two examples. No? Uh, yeah. So, um, okay, cool. So I get to yeah, So, uh, the, this PSP, this iconic, um, passionate parrot, uh, it goes back to, you know, a guy from zero to hero, I guess, basically, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with it yet, but I, I mean, I'm going to hold it forever. Don't get me wrong with that, but I, I, I don't have any skin in the game. I, I've never really like, I just purchased crypto maybe three months ago for the first time ever with my wife. And I, I have this iconic thing, but I, I joined and found, you know, V friends and Gary. And I found, I found, um, Jeremy knows and his spaces, which led me to following you. And I see, uh, uh, the web three stoop down there and everybody in this room that I, I follow. Um, but just being consistent and being there and learning and listening and just getting out of my comfort zone and leading up to, uh, the beginning of this month, uh, I was in the discord and my wife was in there, uh, when Gary was giving, uh, these away and I was doing dishes and she's like, you better get your ass in here and get on your fucking phone and, and, and try to enter this. And I literally entered the giveaway with like three minutes to spare and tweeted it out. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, whatever I win, I win, you know, no expectations. I, I that's kind of how I go about things too, is I, I go into everything with no expectations. So I, I have, you know, whatever comes of it comes of it. And I closed my phone. I opened it back up. I looked on Twitter and there it was fucking Gary V said that I was the winner of this iconic and my fucking Twitter blew up and I have no idea. Like I just started using spaces not too long ago. So it's just like, I'm so new to all this shit. But I also don't want to be that guy without being that guy. 
but I love meeting all these cool fucking people. Yeah, I think that's uh, another beautiful example. For, for me, that's even like a more powerful example of the way attraction can work. Because in the first one, yes, there's the power of attraction. There's the power of your positivity. But then there was also the factor of some of it was insurance. Some of it was logistics. Some of it was patience. Some of it was pushing forward, making phone calls, I think you said, and like putting in, you know, the effort on your end. So I believe in the law of attraction, too. I believe it often doesn't work at all uh, if you don't have that physical piece to it where you're in alignment, you know, making the calls and also putting out to the universe what you want. You got to do both. You got to do the effort and you got to do the energy and the prayer and the thoughts and the positivity. What's really powerful, though, is sometimes, you know, there are these examples where, you know, people some people call it coincidence. But a believer would say, wow, this is a really powerful example of the law of attraction where it's just this random giveaway kind of thing. There is no work to put in. It was a synchronicity. It was a moment in time. You know, you were positive. You put it out there. Your wife gave you this message. You followed it. You were living in the moment. And then something beautiful just kind of opened up for you. So to me, that's even like a more like magical example because there is no like real world work, so to speak, that you could have done for a giveaway. So I, I think that's beautiful. I think those are two beautiful examples uh, of the concept of attraction and the law of attraction. Now, where where did you first hear the term uh, attraction, or do, or do you know it as a term? Like you, we're both saying it. Um, I'm wondering, like I'm assuming when you say it, you know, there's like a much larger you know context to attraction, and it's a thing called the law of attraction, and you know, a lot of it stems from this book called uh, The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Like, are you familiar with that whole context? You know, did The Secret get you into this kind of mindset, or was it something else? Uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with that. And, uh, I would like to know more about it. If you could explain it more and kind of lost on that one. Yeah. Uh, let me, let me explain that. But just, um, first tell me like, how did, if, if that wasn't the reference and I'll tell you what that is, how did you get into it? Like, how did you find this language, this words, this concept about attracting and manifesting? Uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, just, uh, I was kind of always that Debbie Downer guy and, I basically kind of, you know, started seeing, you know, the motivational speaker stuff, you know, roll through, you know, Instagram and stuff kind of led me to Gary and I just ate, it just clicked. And, you know, going back to, you know, the surgery thing and just her not giving up is that if, you know, she put in the work, you're, you're going to do something with it. So that's kind of how I, I kind of came about those words and using them, I guess. That is super interesting to me um, because you're the second person I've had on the podcast that I thought for sure must have been like a fan of Rhonda Byrne and The Secret based on what you were saying uh, about the law of attraction and the way you think, um, but then said, no, I've never heard of her. So Rhonda Byrne is an author. I don't know like a ton about her. Um, I know back when I was in, I think around like high school-ish, uh, I don't know, early 2006-ish, I don't know, somewhere around there. She came out with this book called The Secret, and The Secret is basically giving the public uh, the concept of the law of attraction, which is what you're talking about. Lots of people over time talk about certain universal laws, like the law of, like, I don't know, karma or, you know, law of attraction, these types of things. They're beliefs, um, but some people feel like they're not beliefs, they're universal truths. So the law of attraction basically says that one way to say it would be like your vibe attracts your tribe, so to speak, but way bigger than that, way expounded on that. It's it's whatever you're experiencing in life, you attracted to yourself. And whether you believe in this law or not, it doesn't matter. You are subject to it. Um, so like, there's also a confusion that I want to clarify too, right? So the book talks about like law of attraction, positive thinking, positive energy, affirmations, and how that could get what you want. It talks about things like making a vision board, right? Which is like putting up like a, a poster board or a cardboard kind of thing and taking everything you want in life, like a picture of the ideal house you want, the ideal car, like your, your ideal salary, write it on a check or something with your name on it. Like do all these things to put positive energy and put it on a vision board um, and then help manifest it to you. Now, The Secret gets a lot of criticism, and so does The Law of Attraction, because 
through translation to mainstream society and, you know, just people missing the message or not getting the deeper points or what have you, it gets translated as put a picture of a car on your wall and one day it'll appear in your driveway, right? Um, no, that's that's not how it works. Uh, and that's a total misconception. Um, it's not just going to show up in your driveway because the secret, quote unquote, of the secret is you don't attract what you look at. You don't necessarily attract what you think. You attract what you are slash what you truly believe. Like you attract what your actual energy is, right? So let's say you put up the picture of the car, but inside you feel like, I don't know, my friend told me to do this. I'm just going to try it. I don't really believe in this shit. Well, the main energy you have is I don't believe. So you're not going to get anything out of that. You're just going to attract disbelief. You're going to attract more situations that confirm the belief you're putting out, which is I don't believe. If you put up the picture of the car and say, I want this car, and you do literally nothing else in your life to move towards getting that car, again, your true vibration, your true energy, it's not putting out the message to the universe that you want the car. Because someone who really wants a car, and that's like, you know, truly down to their core, they would be doing everything they could to get a car. They would be, you know, getting a job, like to get money for the car or doing a side hustle. They would be, um, you know, talking to people online, telling them what kind of car they want, networking a lot, asking for deals, right? So if you're not doing that, you're not putting out the energy that you wanted. So you cannot use the law of attraction without alignment in the physical and without putting in the actual work. But if you do all of that, then when the secret quote, uh, the quote unquote comes in, the secret, right? They call it the secret because everyone kind of knows that hard work or, you know, showing up uh, early, leaving late, that type of stuff. That's, that's more intuitive. That's more accepted. People don't really argue with like, yeah, like, like that's a bad idea. There's no way you could get successful by working really. No, no, no. People know that. The secret is that if you work really hard and do all of that, then you add this other part to it, the secret, the vision board, the car, the belief. This is where some people go, okay, I still don't believe this. Oh, it's a coincidence. But if you really believe in it, it's the idea that there's this extra force, more than just the positive psychology of putting your goals up and having it motivate you, that if you're the person who puts up the picture of the car, does all the work, does everything in life, that it will somehow increase your odds or increase your luck or increase your chances of probability that when you're doing all this work and networking and looking for this car you want and you put all this energy towards it, somehow, some way, someone who you didn't know or didn't expect or like, you know, were never connected to before is going to come forward on Facebook or on one of these messages. You're going to get a reply and the person's going to say, oh, this is crazy. Like, I don't even usually go on Facebook, but I just saw this. I actually have this car. I'm moving to Florida. I'm willing to take a little bit of a hit on the price because we really got to fucking go. I've had it posted for months. You're the first person that says they're really interested. And if you want it, you could have it at this low price because I got to fucking go. So it's it's believing that that is the secret, that that the secret is the universe. If it sees you're doing the work and putting out the energy and are in true alignment and your energy is resonating, It'll open these kind of, you know, other little secret doors kind of thing or other opportunities where you still got to go and talk to the guy and, you know, make the deal. But it gives you that it gives you an extra bit of luck. It's like increasing your luck if you believe in luck. Um, that was a little long. Does that all make sense? No, that absolutely makes total sense. And I, I'm I'm right on board with you with that. And I'm definitely going to have to read that book. And and. It leading to what you had just said it is phenomenal. I, I love hearing the, the words of wisdom because I'm, I'm always sucking up some kind of information, however it may be. But it, I mean, it, like you said, it goes into, you know, you know, being there in, in the universe, seeing the work that you're doing and stuff like I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, like I said, I got this, you know, awesome freaking NFT. And before I even got this and, and was into the community, I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna make it to VCon if I have an NFT or not. I'm I'm gonna make it there, and I, I want to meet everybody. You know, regardless if I if I can contribute to to the community or not, I'm I'm gonna make it there. 
And I kept saying that I'm going to make it, going to do it and, and showing up and, and hanging out and talking to people and sending DMs and stuff. Like it, it all worked out somehow, some way, and the universe had seen it. And I don't know if you want to say bless me with it or not, but I, I mean, now I have this thing and I, I'm not guaranteed that I'm still going to VCon with this. So I'm still going to put in the work to put the effort into to going to getting a ticket if I have to buy one or you know, if I'm gifted one or if someone can't go or whatever it may be, but I'm still going to do the work because I, I, you know, the universe is seeing what I'm doing, like you were saying, and eventually it'll pay off. And, and what I see may not be right away, but it'll show itself when it's ready. I agree with that a hundred percent. And like I said, I, through all of my experiences in life, um, have come to the point where I believe in all of this because I think it's the most logical conclusion. I've I've had personal experiences. I've experimented with this, like, you know, putting things out, saying I wanted certain things, um, you know, then like seeing the kind of coincidences and the first few, I thought like, okay, that like, I guess that could, you know, you rationalize them. You go, was that like, cause I put out those like affirmations and messages. Was that cause I, you know, pictured that and like asked for that. Like, I don't know, this might've happened anyway, but like I've been doing this shit, I think for 10 years, like learning, studying all this type of stuff, like my spiritual journey. And in my personal experience, I do notice like a difference. I do notice a connection between me having the law of attraction mindset and having a more positive impact on my life and me not. And that having like a totally different uh, negative impact on my life, not only in terms of how I felt personally, but the whole picture of my life in terms of, you know, where I was in my career and what people I would attract around myself. And just on every level, uh, it's completely different for me, undeniably experientially when um, I have the law of attraction mindset. And I emphasize that because like I said, I had a long spiritual journey. I came from a place where originally I was an atheist and that kind of mindset is still somewhere in me that like checks against that um, and goes, well, what if, what if you're wrong? Like, these are still beliefs. Like, even though you've had experience and it's, what if it really is all coincidence or what if it's not coincidence, but what if there's some other explanation other than this magical law of attraction thing? And that's really what it is. So I always have this skeptical kind of like ponder it from all angles. But what I love about the law of attraction and the way I've conceptualized it over the years is it doesn't fucking matter because even if, and I believe this, I, like I said, I've come to believe this, but even if somehow I stopped believing this and thought it was wrong, I wouldn't stop believing in doing anything different in regards to the law of attraction because even if you don't believe in it, it is undeniable the positive psychology aspect of it. Like if you put up the, the car, uh, Back to that example, you put up the car poster on your wall, even if it never happens that, you know, this this person kind of magically walks into your life and offers you the car like that's not your experience of it, because let's say that's fake. The positive psychology is real. So if you have something on your wall every day, you're looking at it every day, you're going to notice things related to it much more frequently. Like, let's say you're in like a crowded mall and somebody says the name of the car you want your subconscious usually just filters that shit out. Like unless someone says your name, like in a crowded room, your, your mind just like throws everything else a lot of the time to background noise. So it's, even if you don't believe in the magic of the universe, there's still the magic of the mind and the magic of psychology where you're training your subconscious mind. Cause there's the conscious and the subconscious, you know, the conscious, some people say is just the tip of the iceberg. And really most of us is the subconscious or however you want to see it. So if the subconscious is really driving us, right, it's it's the primal, the core drives, it's the the lust, the hunger, like, you know, keeping yourself alive, um, you know, so if if that's the place all of this is coming from, it's like, it's like you want to train that part of yourself, you want to you want to be the master of your subconscious, you want to steer it in the right direction, because it's like this wild force, right? It creates your dreams, it, it doesn't obey rules of time and space and normal storytelling. So it's like, how do you even get through to this thing? And that's how it's through repetition, it's through imagery, it's through, you know, putting the poster picture of the car up on your wall. And then that sinks into your subconscious. So now your mind is trained consciously and subconsciously to be looking for every opportunity, every conversation, every word, like every, you know, 
uh, pathway that could lead you to your ultimate goal. Does that kind of make sense? That that makes total sense because I what I've done with my vocabulary and, and doing with you know on my journey is that I, I it's kind of basic. I, maybe Gary might have said it or I might have heard it from somebody else, but like I, I stopped using the words I can't or I wish or I hope. It's more of I am or I'm going to do or I'm doing or you know I'm tackling it now. You know what I mean? Like those types. Just I'm I'm not. You know, those positive words, like I found myself the other day while I was doing some stuff. I'm like, man, I really hope that, you know, I get this, you know, you know, promotion or something or whatever at work. I'm like, no, I'm going to work harder and I'm going to get that promotion. And, and I I think that kind of plays off of what you just said. So I'm, I'm if that kind of makes any sense, that's kind of like how my mindset is. That makes uh, so much sense. That goes 100 percent along with what I'm saying. You're totally hearing the message and you know, putting it back out correctly. Um, what I, what I think you may find interesting, hopefully, ha, hopefully, no, what I, what you will find interesting, um, get it? Um, is there's this, uh, idea that some religions or a lot of religions were influenced by this thing that came out of Egypt called, um, the Emerald tablet, uh, and there's like a lot of uh, skepticism around it. People don't know who wrote it. People think it was this guy, Hermes Trigmagestus. People think that's a fake name and that it was really literally the Egyptian god Thoth that wrote the Emerald Tablet. It, you know, some people believe that like the aliens uh, or sorry, the Egyptian gods are aliens. They're really real beings that were here. You know, it, it depends what you believe. That's not so important. Just the concept I want to get out of all of that is... This Egyptian god Thoth gave humans, allegedly, you know, according to the scriptures, gave humans knowledge of um, like language and writing and magic, right? Part of magic that everybody knows colloquially, I think, is casting spells, right? Everyone's heard that uh, phrase like a, a wizard or a witch, you cast a spell. Going back to what we're talking about with language, there's this idea in the ancient religions and philosophies that part of what magic started out as was was literally spelling like spelling words like not everyone could write at that time not everyone could read at that time in fact most people couldn't so it was teaching people to use their words specifically and intentionally to spell to cast a spell to spell the words kind of thing so you know, whether you believe it or not, I just think that's still an interesting concept and connection because it ties back exactly to what we're saying. And it still loops back into that positive psychology. Like nothing really escapes positive psychology. Everything that has a quote unquote woo woo side that people go, no, nah, that's bullshit. Well, there's probably a positive psychology part of it. To your point about the words, it's the same thing for the law of attraction. Um, and it's the same thing for the positive psychology. Your subconscious mind and the universe or the universe, however you want to see it, hears every single word you're saying, similar to like a Google search where it doesn't get like the concept as much as it's looking for the keywords. What I mean by that, a lot of people say, don't forget to stop saying that the key word is forget. If you put in don't forget to and, you know, Google, you'll you'll find things that have the word forget in them. That's what it's looking for. It's looking for forget. That's what your subconscious is doing. So even though you said don't, don't is not as strong as as that you said the word forget. That's the key word. So say remember, remember to do this. And that's exactly what you're talking about with stop saying I hope. When you say I hope, your body hears that. Your your subconscious hears that. And it takes it as a message to say, okay, I don't believe this is going to happen. Hope is different than belief. So if I said, I hope, that means I don't believe. Say, I believe, right? And like I said before, you actually got to believe. So if you just say it and you don't, that's not going to work. You got to say it and then say it enough, you know, get it to a point where it feels natural. You got to get that voice in your head, get the negative ones out, get the positive ones in. But once that is you know, your truth and you find that voice resonates with you. Yeah. You say those things, you say the right words, you spell quote unquote, the right words. Right. And you know, you cast this positive energy on your life. 
Um, what do you think about that? I think it all comes back to a complete circle of what you put into that positive circle that aligns with everything you had just said that goes back to the psychology of I will, I'm going to, and will happen. You know, it, it all comes full circle. Like you said, if you believe it or not, you know, it's, it's your mindset. It, you, you, it's makes total sense to be honest with you. It really does. Awesome. And yeah, that's, that's why I like to say it this way is because if you're, if you're into the kind of woo woo side of it, like I am, a lot of the times that could split the room and all of a sudden, you know, half the people stop listening because they go, well, this isn't going to work for me. I'm not one of those woo woo people. I always present it both ways. So people get the idea like, no, this is a fucking thing that actually fucking works. I know because I've tried it and done it. I thought what you thought in the beginning, I thought it was bullshit, but I'm the type of skeptic that goes, okay, I, if I think it's bullshit, I got to give it a shot. I got to actually try it. So I, I tried it kind of to disprove it. Like I, I really got into the law of attraction because my mom was into this shit and I always thought she was crazy. I thought this stuff was dumb. And I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do this, you know, every day for 30 days. Let's see if this happens kind of thing. And in trying to disprove her, I started having these experiences, actual experiences where I was like, holy shit, like this, this seems like a change in my life that correlates with where I made this change and decided to test this thing. Um, it's kind of similar to the idea, like if, if you don't believe in magic, you'll never see it, except you don't really need to believe in the secret. That's the thing. Like, like you need to believe in the secret for it to work on the energy level right? Like that's true, but you don't for the positive psychology, your, your psychology, your subconscious mind doesn't give a fuck about what you do and don't believe. It just takes in all the information around you. And yes, to an extent it, it, if you're putting out bad energy, right? Like you attract it, but the positive psychology works. Repetition works. That's how you train your subconscious. You just keep putting the same shit over and over and over again, and you will become the master of your subconscious mind. Now, Thomas, we're in the last 10 minutes of uh, the interview, the podcast here. This has been a wonder, another wonderful episode, wonderful conversation. I uh, have enjoyed every episode I've done so far. Um, the last 10 minutes, I usually do a self-promotion kind of spotlight on the guest. I mean, the whole podcast, right, is, is for you and to promote yourself and whatever you want. But if you have a specific call to action, a product, um, anything like that? Is there anything you kind of want to put out there? And then if not, not everyone has something they're selling or anything like that. Some people just have like a kind of last words or mic drop or message to the world or to the audience. Do you have anything of that nature? Uh, no, man, I just uh, kind of, you know, everything is just uh, just a regular guy, man. Just learning new stuff about crypto and NFTs and all kinds of stuff. So I'm, I'm here to learn. So I'm popping into spaces when I can, talking, meeting people, uh, I want to thank you for hosting the space. Everybody that's in here just stuck around and take a listen. Um, it's super awesome. I'm trying to think what else, man. I just, uh, oh, I'll, as soon as I find that link to the SoundCloud, I'll go ahead and post that up there. Um, trying to think, man. I just, uh, I'm just here to, to, to meet new people, man. I'm excited about VCon to, to meet everybody, you know, you and everybody in this room if they're going and, it's just, uh, it's definitely a yeah, journey. I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done. I'm going. I know Web3 uh, Stoop is going. Yeah. I'm not sure about the other listeners. I can't remember. I feel like Jones made a post saying he was going, but I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely be there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely super cool. I, I can't wait. So it's just, you know, if you see me around or start seeing me post a lot more, I mean, that's kind of what I want to do is, you know, be more helpful to the community in some way, somehow, you know, if it's supporting or helping or posting or whatever, like I said, I don't have a lot of money or whatever. I mean, I know that's not a, a thing and stuff. So it's just, you know, I'm, I'm all about helping people if, you know, if I can help because you guys have helped me to get where I'm at now. And if I can give that back to somebody that was in my position or someone that's way above me that might need a little something, I'm more than willing to help it because if I have it, I'm more than willing to share. So that's kind of basically about it. Uh, but I, I appreciate the conversation. Super awesome uh, suggestions. I'm definitely going to look at that book. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's all that I have. 
All right, cool. So I'll close that. We'll we'll do a, like we still have some minutes, so we'll do a couple uh, last quick questions. Um, do you have a vision, like specifically of like this kind of helpful you becoming, um, like an icon type thing? Like like do you see yourself as like a motivational speaker, like a potential YouTube personality, or it's more, hey, I'm here, I'm living my life, I'm living from moment to moment. And along the journey, I'm going to help as many people as I can. So if I can help you, let me know, because it makes me feel good to help and put positive energy out and cooperate. Like, it's more like that. Yeah, it's it's more like that, man. I'm just on there. It's just I, I don't know where I want to be at. And that's this is another step into where I want to go. And I, I love talking. So doing these spaces and stuff and, and everything, that's kind of what I would like to do eventually. Um, but yeah, just. Like you want to be like a spaces host kind of thing eventually? Yeah, like a spaces host or something or, you know, just kind of a guy that, you know, helps put things together or, you know, just, you know, whatever it may be. But uh, I just like bullshitting, man, with, with like-minded people. So this is this is really cool. Awesome. And I love your positive spirit that you want to help people and help the world. I feel the same way. And, you know, we found each other partially through VFriends. I find a lot of people in that community do feel the same way. Um, you know, again, shout out to everyone in the audience who's listening. Shout out to all of the V friends. Uh, Patron, shout out to you. Patron, I see you requested up. We are closing out in like four minutes, so I'm not going to, you know, have you come up. Um, but I do appreciate you being in the space and requesting. Um, what else did I want to say? Oh, what I was going to say is, is Thomas, is there is there anything I could do um, to help you? Like, is there anything you know, you kind of need that you're looking for, uh, any type of connection to another person or, you know, something like if, Oh, if I run into this, I'll, I'll let Thomas know that kind of thing. Uh, to be honest with you, not right now, man. I, I mean, I, I appreciate the offer and, and everything and I, I'll keep it in my back pocket for, you know, future. But, uh, I, you know, just kind of genuine, just kind of, you know, just meeting people. And eventually if I get to that point where I'm stuck at, I'm like, Oh, you know what? That's right. I forgot. You know, he knows, you know, that, you know, I can connect with this person or I need that person to connect me with this person. So I, I appreciate it. Uh, you don't mind me holding on to that. I, I will. Yeah. I, no, I don't mind at all. That's that's exactly, you know, you got the point of what I'm saying. That That is what I'm putting out there. Because um, like I said, like you, like, you know, I, I genuinely believe that it's the best thing to be positive, do positive, do good. That's the game I'm playing. Be, be the kindest warrior kind of thing. Like, you know, there's, there's like a certain ego part of everybody, right? The way I look at life is I felt like, okay, I don't think I can get rid of my ego and, you know, become like the Buddhist monk kind of thing. But what if instead of like making my ego the thing, I want to be better than everyone else by like competing and being better than everyone. What if I kind of like inverted my ego and said, I want to be the best at not having an ego, like use your ego to eliminate your ego. So that's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if everyone can do that or if that makes sense. It's some people go, Oh, that's weird. That's paradoxical that, well, that's what drives me. I like to pull from opposites. Um, so I don't know if that helps, but feel, feel free to use that as an idea and as a motivation. Feel free to, you know, listen to any other episodes of the podcast. And if you go, oh, that's a really interesting person, but I feel weird reaching out, reach out to me. I'll make the connection. I'll do the introduction. Maybe we'll do uh, an episode with the three of us and, you know, we'll connect that way. Or you two will do an episode. You'll do your own spaces or whatever you want to do. Um, but like I said, I'm here to help. I'm here to put out positivity into the world. And I love that you're here to do the same. I love with uh, I love your values with family. I, I love that you found like the concept of the law of attraction without even ever kind of hearing that it's like this uh, much larger societal context, which must just have happened, I would imagine, through people who I think do know about it, talking about it in some of the reels you're watching, but not talking about the context. That's that's how I guess it would trickle through. But who knows? Um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting as well. Um, yeah, that's it. I, I enjoyed you coming on the show. If you ever want to come back for another episode, I always invite the guests to come back. If anyone in the audience wants to come up and, you know, do an episode sometime, just DM me. There's really no rules to who can and can't come up other than keep it positive. Um, you know, no like dark stuff, no like sadism and hurting people. I'm not into that. I don't want to give space to that. Um, 
but yeah, anything positive, any anything uh, passionate, anything helping the world, that's what I'm here to do and to promote. And just want to check one more time. We have one minute. I'm going to do the closing message. Thomas, any last uh, message to the world? Uh, thanks, everybody, for you know hanging out and chit-chatting with us and shit, just hanging out, uh, learning new stuff. Um, likewise as well, if you need anything to let me know, even all the way down to helping with your daughter, uh, congratulations on that as well. So close it out. Thank you so much. And last quick question. What, where, where are you located? Uh, uh, I'm on the East coast. Uh, I'm in Ohio. Ohio. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's a little bit, uh, further from New York, so I, I won't ask you to help change a diaper, um, <laughs> but obviously we're out there or whatever, if it's something you could help with online or music related or, you know, DJing, editing, that type of thing. I will reach out to you and I hope others reach out to you as well. With that said, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your time. Thank you for sharing uh, your vulnerability and your lessons and your perspective with us. I hope everyone in the audience learned and felt it was valuable. I appreciate the audience, everyone for staying the full time and listening. Um, if you could, you know, like and retweet the space or maybe drop a few comments, let the algorithm know people are vibing with this space. That would be super chill. If not, no hard feelings. And a message from our friend Afakasi Brand. If you haven't heard it today, you are loved. It's important to know that you're loved. There's positive energy in the universe. The universe itself is energy. Some people believe that that energy itself is love. So not only are you loved, you are love itself down to the cells in your body. But like I said, if you haven't heard it today, you are loved.